Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. So last week, we talked all about AAC and collaborating with the classroom and the various paras and people working with AAC. And when it comes to being an SLP in the schools, we know we need to collaborate with the classroom teachers and the paras and maybe the OTs and the PTs and the psychologists, maybe the social workers. But we often forget about the specialists, the gym teacher, the music teacher, the art teacher, and we really can't forget about them. Our students go to all those specials. And a lot of times, these professionals might not have the background in special education or speech and language. They might not know how to teach these students effectively and efficiently. We might just assume the paras and TAs or whatever you call it, going with these students to these specials, will know how to modify and assist our students. But you know what happens when we assume, right? We can assume. It is so important that we not forget about our specialists. So today I'm going to talk about one of the specialists, the R teacher. People always forget about them, okay? Like I said, many of our specialists don't even realize which students are receiving speech and language services and why. We know that so many of our colleagues say, wait, they speak fine. Why are they going to speech? And that is why it is so important we spend the time to collaborate with them, interact with them, check in with our specialist colleagues to make sure that they are understanding who of yours goes to them. They should be aware who has an IEP and how they can best educate these students in their classroom, especially in the beginning of the year. And that is why I'm releasing this episode 
when I am, because the beginning of the year is the perfect time, especially when you're scheduling and you may be pulling some of them out of these specials. But if you're not, that is when you want to make sure that you are educating them on how to help target speech and language goals and how to modify and adapt their instruction to best service and work with our students. Okay, so what are some ways that they can help target some of our speech and language goals and carry it over into their art lessons? We can have them encourage our students to request, ask questions, use complete sentences. A lot of times our colleagues might just get frustrated and it might just not call on those students because they're not participating. And we can give them insight on saying, okay, well, if you give them some wait time, if you maybe use simplified questions, maybe present instructions verbally and visually, it can help our students. Don't assume that you're just modeling how to do an art project our students are going to understand. Maybe and tell them that our, you know, X, Y, and Z students can really benefit from watching you do it, seeing the steps visually, and also hearing you repeat the steps and continuously reinforcing them. We can teach our specialists to be patient and let students with articulation or fluency goals use their strategies to speak slowly and clearly. Again, like I said before, a lot of times they just might not call on them because they might not think that these students want to participate. But a lot of times our students need to get practice participating in the classroom setting. That's how they're going to get carryover, right? We can teach our specialists how to use carrier phrases and sentence strips if necessary. Help them get started if they are struggling to get started with answering or asking a question. Use simple short phrases and sentences, not bombarding them with many multi-step directions with complex linguistic concepts. Whatever their goal is and whatever we were working on with these students, giving these specialists, and I'm giving the example of art, because there's a lot of instruction and language and vocabulary incorporated in art class that we can really help our students by educating or informing or reminding our colleagues of ways to work with these students to best suit their educational needs. Again, when they're incorporating any complex vocabulary, using visuals, don't just assume that they've heard it before and they can recall it and retain it. To be patient with them and do a lot of review with them and not just assume they're going to carry something over one class to the other. You might have given them the instructions last week. You need to review the instructions this week and not assume they remember what to do. Our students that might struggle with executive functioning and, and impulsivity, to giving them that plan time and showing them how to execute a task effectively and efficiently. All these things, we can really help our colleagues out. Okay, so what else can we do to help our colleagues out? We can role play and bring art into our pull-out speech therapy session. So not only can we collaborate and give our art teachers some tips and tricks to help our students succeed. But we can also bring some art into our speech therapy so that we can model and mimic and role play and reenact some things and problem solving that and situational things that can might go on in the art room. We can do that in the speech therapy room where we can address it in our presence. So maybe you want to find out what vocabulary or concepts they are working on in the art room and practice them in the speech room. This might be great if you have students working on articulation we can practice those terms, right? So often we're, we're, we think of incorporating science terms or social studies terms. Why not incorporate like an artist theme or certain styles of art? You can incorporate those terms while practicing their articulation or fluency targets. Role play problem solving or social scenarios. What if you wanted the purple crayon and the student next to you grabbed it ahead of you? What can you do? Let's think about what dialogue can we say to that student? How can we say, hey, can I please have that when you're done? Not versus grabbing and going. 
maybe asking the art teacher if there's another purple crayon. We can give them all these different scripts so that they can be successful when these situations happen in the art room. You can do mock art projects so students can practice following directions or expressing sequences. We can, hey, I, I'm, I'm the first person to say, let's not use glitter and even glue sometimes. I'm all about a glue stick over the liquid glue. Just less, I'm all about the less mess because I don't have time to clean it in between sessions. But whether it's color by number or some simple origami, there's some simple art projects that you can incorporate into your speech room that doesn't require a lot of materials or prep or art skill. Let's be real. I cannot draw a straight line. The only three things that I can draw is uh, I can draw an ice cream cone, a snowman, and like a very simple house. That's about it. Okay. And again, you can work on conversation starters that students can use in the art room while working with classmates. If the art teacher is okay with them chatting quietly at their tables. Let's be real. Let's not have that practice having dialogue and getting them into trouble for, <laughs> for utilizing that dialogue when they get into the art room. But hey, like what are some simple things they can talk about? Like, hey, what are you making? Why did you choose that color? This is what I'm making. What do you think of this? What do you think I should do next for X, Y, and Z? And you can give them these different dialogues and practice it so that you can role play what could go on in the art room. And this is our best way. The number one question I get all the time is how can I work on something functionally in the speech room so it's relevant outside of the speech room? And so often it's so hard for us to incorporate curriculum. This is a one way that can help them academically and socially outside of the speech room is by doing this problem solving, doing this role playing, incorporating the vocabulary and terms, practice problem solving, following directions, sequences. Okay, so just to recap, ways we can collaborate with the art teacher, or really all these things can be any specialist, is by making sure our specialist knows who our speech students are and best ways to work with them, whether it is giving directions auditorily and visually, simplified instructions, giving them wait time to process their thoughts, to give carrier phrases or sentence strips if necessary to help them get started, using visuals when teaching new vocabulary words, encouraging our students to request and ask questions and use complete sentences, to be patient and let students with articulation or fluency goals use their strategies to speak slowly and clearly and not make them feel embarrassed to participate in front of the class. And then also ways we can practice some of these skills and strategies in our speech room so our students can be successful when they go back into the art room, such as working on that vocabulary or articulation targets using the art concepts, role-playing, problem-solving, and social scenarios, doing mock art projects so our students can practice following directions or expressing sequences, work on conversation starters that they can use in the art room when sitting collaboratively and working with their peers at a table. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope your mind is wondering, like I gave you the example of the art teacher, but you can easily incorporate these same exact things with gym, music, library, what other specials your students are going to. And a lot of times our students really do love these specials. They just might struggle with the academic piece of it or the social piece of it. And we can help them be even more successful in the areas that is typically easier for them and more fun. So sometimes changing it up and not always doing such comprehension-rich activities can really help our students be successful outside of the speech therapy room. So I will end this week with a joke, of course, one that is relevant to art. It's only necessary, right? Did you hear about the artist that always took things too far? She didn't know where to draw the line. But I'm ching. All right, until next week, everyone. 
Stay out of trouble and SLPs, be the best SLP you can be. Your students need you today. Take care. Bye-bye now. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys. <laughs>